0: Didn't get a lot of news with all that's going on, but a California jury has found Paul Flores, the man accused of the 1996 murder, ladies and gentlemen, of prisoners, marked guilty of, of first-degree murder. Carol Liebman, Dr. Liebman, a forensic psychiatrist, trial expert witness, and columnist of Inside the Criminal Mind and Front Page Detectives, Front Page Detectives dot com, to uh, analyze it all uh, regarding the conviction. We welcome. Uh, Dr. Carroll. Carroll, good to have you here. Early hour, I know, if you're out on the West Coast. Uh, but, uh, you know, Chris is smart. We almost forgot about this whole thing. The Polytechnic State University student who disappeared, was it, 26 years ago. Uh, the father was acquitted of charges. He helped cover up the crime. Paul Flores, uh, who's 45 now, was found guilty. Uh, very high-profile case. Got a lot of national attention, but... Uh, remain unsolved for decades. So finally come to fruition, Carol. Welcome.
1: Yes, finally. Um it really this is a story. Kristen Smart was a freshman at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, California. Yeah. Um she was she came from a very wholesome family and had a very wholesome childhood and, you know, wasn't um was a little unprepared for going to college, a, a relatively big college. And, um, she went to a party when she was a freshman and she, um, you know, she, when she before she got to college, she didn't get drunk or do any kind of, you know, um, any kind of crazy behavior, any kind of, uh, uh, risky kind of behavior. But, um, she went to a party and she over, um, over in May of 96 and she had a, well, it's really kind of questionable. They, whether she, pers- you know, chose to have too much to drink or whether, um, she was given a date rape drug. And, um, so she, this man, Paul Flores, who was also a freshman, walked her back to her dorm. I mean, that was the plan. And, um, she was never seen again and her body still hasn't been found. um, and they he was paul flores wasn't a man you know of interest back then um but they never really had enough uh evidence at the time to to arrest him because because really it was a lot of mistakes that were made the college didn't uh the college security didn't really take it seriously they thought she had just gone away for the weekend you know it was memorial day weekend and they didn't really start um, looking in earnest or thinking that a crime could have been committed uh, until some hours had passed you know seventy two hours or so, and her parents kept trying to tell them no, she wouldn't just run off anyway, so they got a late start and you know they missed those crucial hours, and then when they did finally start looking for her body and so on, um, they never found it till still to this day no. and um, more and, and someone did a podcast. Um, and that he, uh, someone who lived near there was very interested in this murder. It did get a lot of attention at the time. And he started putting clues together and, and interviewing a lot of people. And um, little by little, you know, more things came up. And so they eventually arrested Paul Flores, charged him with first-degree murder. They arrested his yeah. father uh, beca- and charged him with being an accomplice after the fact.
0: Well, you know, uh, and let me stop you there. So... Flores's dad, Ruben, his name was, right? Uh, He was acquitted. This was by a separate jury, folks. Yeah. On accessory charges for allegedly helping his son cover up the killing and then burying Smart's body, which, as Carol stated, never has been recovered. Uh, But Paul Flores was long a suspect in this case. And really the last person to have seen Smart alive. You you go back to Memorial Day weekend, 96 it was, right? When he walked home. Uh, Kristen from one of these parties, cause, you know, it was one of those alcohol fueled off campus deals. Um, but you know, who knows if she had alcohol within and whatnot. But prosecutors said, you know, the interesting part here is prosecutors said he tried to rape her, killed her, possibly in the dorm room on that night in '96 when they were both freshmen in the school. Um, but it's interesting to know that Flores had a black eye. When investigators interviewed him, yes, and he said he got it playing, you know, some sort of pickup basketball or something. According to court records, he later said though that he bumped his head working on his car after his friends, uh, you know, kind of threw water on the store on his story about the basketball game there. So you had, you know, you had a little bit of a discrep there, which really kind of signals a lot. No?
1: Oh, there were lots of clues. Um yes it it really boggles one's mind uh, to to see why he wasn't arrested and tried before now he did tell a, a number of different stories that he kept changing his story over the years and what apparently really did him in uh and was in the trial was that uh he continued this behavior there was something you know he he had some problems psychological problems and he wasn't able to sort of interact with people in a normal way. And so the only way he could, you know, get a girl to, to be with him was to be aggressive, was to attack her or and, and um, then use date rape drugs. Uh, and so what kind of did him in at the trial in particular was that there were a number of women after Kristen um, who he did this to, who, you know, who managed to survive, but they, they, told their story they testified and the stories were so similar about how you know he had given them some kind of drug um and he and they they he got he took them back to his house or or they were at a party he took them into a different room and um and he raped them and it was very very violent towards them and raped them and um and now the father, it I really is, is troublesome that the father didn't get arrested, didn't get, I mean, he got arrested, but didn't get found guilty of accessory after the fact. Um, supposedly, it was because there wasn't clear enough evidence. At, like, for example, he, the father was accused of hiding the body under the, his house uh, after Paul killed her. That he And there was, you know, they, they did have cadaver door, dogs, um, actually, that sniffed out a mattress. In Paul's dorm room, and also sniffed out things under the father's house. But it was so many years ago. Um, the blood that was found under the house um, was not was wasn't enough to make a, a definite match with Kristen. But then, and then the idea was that the father probably moved her body when the detectives finally started sniffing around and moved the, her body to um, his wife's, his ex-wife's house, to Paul. Paul's mother's house and um, very eerie Um, they again not enough uh, forensic evidence but
0: hold on a sec another eerie part of this whole thing uh, was Laura's attorney had said someone else obviously killed Smart and noted during the trial remember Scott Peterson folks Scott Peterson was also a student at that school Okay, Cal Poly, at the time of the murder. Now, he was later convicted of killing. Remember, there was a high-profile case in prison right now, uh, killing his pregnant wife and unborn child. And that got in a ton of attention, if you remember. But Flores blasted a lot of this forensic evidence in the trial. He called it, I what did he call it, like junk science? It was something like that. Uh, and, and that was it. But, you know, you look at the father here. There's another key element, uh, Ruben was accused of having buried Smart in his yard a little more than 10 miles from that college. And that's where investigators found some topsoil, you know, kind of disturbed a little bit uh, under his deck, and and the presence of blood there. But they, you know, it's interesting, they never could link that to Smart through all the DNA testing involved there, which was uh, amazing to me. You know, they found something, but they couldn't link it.
1: Well, it was too small, and it was too old. Um, but under the mother's, uh, in the mother's yard, um, they had heard, you know, for, uh, closer to when she died, when she was killed, uh, they kept hearing an alarm going off, like a wristwatch alarm, and it tur- at 4.30 in the morning. And it turned out that that was the time that Kristen used to get up when she was at school because she had a job at the pool. And so, you know, this, this alarm-sounding noise kept going off at 4.30 in the morning. I mean, it, clearly that would seem like it was Kristen's wristwatch That's buried the in the backyard.
0: <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. It really is. Uh, and, you know, they had to, if you remember, they had this trial in another town because of the request to hold that out of jurisdiction to receive a fair trial, you know, based on the high profile nature of the case uh, so, you know that's what it was, the uh took around, what, two weeks or so, so he uh, he's going to get his sentence come December the 9th, correct?
1: Yes, and of course his lawyer is already making noises like he's going to appeal but um, hopefully you know, that won't work uh, it's it's really, you know, it's the father, though, who was very violent. He, he perpetrated domestic violence on his wife, on Paul's mother. Uh, so Paul was growing up with domestic violence in the house. There was also, you know, the neighbors were saying that the father was uh, physically abusive to Paul. I mean, it's kind of sad that really the person who was, in fact, who raised Paul, you know, who caused Paul to become a murderer, uh, he gets off. He was 81. I don't know if the jury maybe felt sorry for him uh, going to jail when he was 81, but it, it really was not fair that the father got off. Um, he was, you know, there was, it's too bad that they didn't believe even the, the little evidence that there was um, for the father as well.
0: Uh, interesting there, no question. Uh, no reaction either. You didn't get any reaction from uh, either. Uh, including the father was there. Uh, But uh, in essence, we await uh, 25 years uh, for Paul Flores as far as uh, the sentencing. He faces 25 years to life when he uh, is going to be sentenced on December the 9th there. So uh, finally, you know, we get a verdict and uh, and everything else here. But I tell you, this has been a long, 1996, folks. Uh, Think about that, 1996, this all took place, so uh, incredible stuff. Uh, Carol, good stuff. We will monitor, and uh, we'll have you on prior to sentencing or thereafter. How's that? Okay, sounds
1: good.